best band I've ever seen live, Mercy Rule, DaleWileyShow.com. Because there was something in the water in Springfield, Missouri. Hey, don't forget me. I'm Brenda Lee, and we're all going to have fun tonight on Ozark Jubilee. the Missouri Music Podcast, hosted by music fan and the founder of Slewfoot Records, Mr. Dale Wiley. Hey, Heidi, how are you? Oh, oh. Well, that's good. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you okay. Can you hear me? I can hear you fine. Super. And so today I'm talking to Heidi. Is it Taylor? Is that what your is that what your name is officially now? Oh, my my official name is Heidi Orr, O R E. Okay. Right. Now I I am married, but I did right. not take, I did not take uh, Mr. Taylor's name. Right, but it's such a cool thing, and you use that a lot. And so let's talk about what kind of music have you always played. Well, I think we've all, I have always played um, probably more on the punk rock continuum right. than, yes. than, than anything, really. Right. Um, but I will, I will say um, I also play a pretty melodic based bass guitar. You know, that, that, that seems to, like when I listen back, it's not... Um, you know, I'm I I don't behave necessarily like a rhythmic instrument at all. Right, I, right. It's pretty melodic and it's pretty uh, whatever. If if the if something's going left, I like going right. Or you know, <laughs> I, I like to be contrary. Right. Okay. Let's go back and say, how did you first get interested in music? Well, um, you know, my uh, like first first uh, interested right? in yes. music. I um I come from a family of musicians weirdly. Um my dad right. is, uh teaches, he's an organist, my mother was an organist. Um I grew up singing uh, uh and so music is uh is certainly a language I'm very familiar with. Right. Uh, but um yeah, it it was it really was punk rock that introduced me to the concept or even the idea that I could play music like that okay and, well tell me about that well um you know i that was when you know going to college and listening to the replacements or x um right. you know, rock music or seeing bands live you know the playing right in front of you yes and uh we had here in lincoln a, a little a little club called the drumstick right we had we had bands like uh X and the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Fishbone. Um, we just had amazing music. 
come from outside of the city um, to here and right. all that was amazing. But then uh, John Taylor bought me a right. big guitar yes. <laughs> and uh, for Valentine's Day, as the story goes. And then uh, we he had a band with we just started playing. I think that uh, that this was 13 Nightmares, Greg Cosby, yes. yes. and Mighty Orr. Um, we had, I, I think they invited me to be the bass player and I didn't really know how to play bass, but I think we had a show right. in a week. So I just made some stuff up and played and really? I thought it was well. <laughs> okay, how long was it before Mercy Rule started then? Well, Mercy Rule uh, starts um, almost almost on the dot, 1990, late 1989, 1990. And that's okay. Mercy Rule. And Mercy Rule was um, John Taylor, Heidi Orr, and uh, drummer Ron Albertson. We were I know. Two, we were three quarters of, of 39ers, Greg yes. left. <laughs> and so... Um, Why did he we, leave? Well, I, I'm sure... Uh, you know, if you had a multiple choice uh, test and a couple drop down boxes, one of them might be artistic differences, right. or, yes. you know, or just right. in general discontent, or uh -huh. I don't know, just for whatever reason. It, it, uh, yeah, we just stopped being 13 nightmares, but we were left. <laughs> We were left with um, a house. John, Ron, and I lived there. Uh, we had a right. van. We had a practice place. We had all the all the equipment, <sighs> and um, so we just said, "Well, let's just be a band. How hard could it yeah. be?" Great. <laughs> and How so hard I started, was it? Uh, it wasn't hard at all. I started singing. Um, too, right. because you know, because uh, Greg was uh, Greg was the singer, but I am a singer. I do know I that is my first instrument, so right. It really wasn't hard. It wasn't hard to pick that up and just do that too. Why not? So yeah, and so you first put out an independent album. Yes, God protects fools. Yep, that was. And so what was that like? Well, that was that was great. Well, we had had. Um, this is Caulfield Records, um, right. Burning Again, um, in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. Eric Medley um, right. recorded that for us, and uh -huh. um, it wasn't the first time that we that we had recorded. We had recorded some records and some different different things for Thirteen Nightmares. So right, um, it wasn't our, it wasn't the first time in a studio at all. Um, you know, we have always it's always interesting to actually listen to what you're playing and what you right, are yes. what you you know, I think that at any time we record we always stop and go really is that is that how that goes right well <laughs> <laughs> so that so it's always fun it's always fun to listen to that stuff well definitely and you know thinking back to those days I was so impressed by you guys and I could not get your record. It was not available. And oh, how about the, that? The, the process of how different that is, it's just amazing. You know, think of somebody having something that you can't get, but that happened all the time in the early 90s. Yeah, that's that's when we depended on, you know, our friends at the record store. We depended yes. on 
we depended on you know that them talking to each other um, in different areas of the country, all over the country. Oh um, yeah. You have, listen, you have to listen to this band. Can we get some of those records? Or you depended on them, you know, bands coming through. Right. And then you you really would buy their material because that was that was uh, how you got a hold of it. And so later that next year, then you recorded the the big album on. Is that relativity? Yes. And okay. That was, what was that, that called? Was, that was Providence. Okay. Yeah. Tell and, me about and, that. Well, Providence um, is the exit um, when you're going to Columbia, Missouri. Exactly. You exit on Providence Street to get to uh, the Blue Note. The Blue Note, yes. And in Columbia, Missouri, and. Um, it was it was a show I imagine that we played there uh, where we got we uh, gained some attention from um, the record you know the little uh, the the uh, university radio station there right who, they knew somebody Mark Attenberg at uh, Relativity he had come out of Columbia Missouri was now in New York and then that was kind of how it cascaded. Uh, um, you know, just to to somebody's attention, and so yeah, right. we named it that, and we recorded that uh, at uh, Steve Albini's house in Chicago. Wow! Before he had a, a studio, this was this was a his home. Um, you recorded in the basement, and the um, all the the board and everything else was up in the attic. And then we just slept on the floor at Steve Albini's house. <laughs> yes. And it was, it was awesome. It was super fun. Yeah. And so that album was a much bigger budget. And what was that like being on? It was kind of like you were on the cusp of something big happening. Well, I think that that overall, we, we were swept up um, probably – at a time, this is um, this is Nirvana. Smells like right. Teen this sure. is We're also riding that that wave, um, right. where where labels are suddenly looking at all the people on their uh, you know on their register or on their you know, roster, thinking we need um, you know we need a, a little punk rock band or a, you know yeah. we need. A, Alternative. We need grunge. We need something. And so right. everybody, was, everybody was really looking for something. And so relativity um, just uh, didn't really have. They had a couple. They had signed a couple other bands at that time. Um, they were just. It was just fun. You know, we got to. You know, people flew out to see us, and, and oh yeah. You know, and then then uh, we got to go to New York, and they took us to a, a New York Rangers hockey game. Really? I, it was, yeah, it was just, you know, well, of course, just, John is a big hockey fan too. He is a hockey fan. He actually plays. He plays hockey. More. I know he does. He wears a number yeah. four. Number four. Yep, he is uh, slowly, <laughs> slowly. Uh, I, I always call adult hockey. It's like hockey in slow motion, but. Right. <laughs> but yeah, they they wooed us like a real like a band. I don't know. It was just hilarious. I thought I thought it was fun. <laughs> so, but tell me what were what? Tell me about that time. What was that like to be in the band when things are going up? 
Well, when things are going up, um, you know, for for mercy rule, for us, I, I think that our, uh, you know, success was we had, um, you know, up until up until a point, we always booked our own shows. We would we would right. call venues and you'd try to sure. put together a tour. For us, it was having a touring agent, you know, somebody somebody who did all that for you. They would string together yeah. a month and a half, two months. You know, you'd go, you'd start in Lincoln and then go down the interstate, um, go south loop all the way up to Seattle and back. Or you'd go south and you'd go all the way up the coast or you'd try to get on to other people's shows. You know, like we played with the poster children. I remember Rose... Call, just left a message on our answer machine say, hey, we've, we uh, just need uh, another band. We've got like six shows. We're going out to Buffalo, New York. And right. can you guys come? And we're like, yeah. And so that's kind <laughs> yes. of, you just, you just, you didn't really have other obligations necessarily to keep you at the right. house or, you know, I had a job, but they just let me leave. So I don't know why really? they did that's that, cool. but they did. That's it very cool. cool. And John worked, he worked at Dietz, and so he did music, music band stuff. And so he also right. came, he came and went. Um, and so it was, that was, that was an amazing, that really was amazing. We, we were able to bring a sound person, you know, with us, Scott Cappell, yeah. uh, Dave Raby came with us um, sometimes. Um, right. And for us, that, that was uh, that was incredible. We could pay our yeah. rent. We played, right. <laughs> we played across the country. We met, you know, people. We it was like a, we just, you know, I got to drive, which I love doing. I get, I love yeah. driving, and um, you know, the van was in good shape, and we just, we just went around, and that was, I guess, for us, that was an amazing success, and then, right. um. And then we hit um, the Rolling Stone. We got we got pictured okay. in the Rolling Stone. And I, I think know. Up to this point, I think relativity was they looked at us maybe as a bemused, like, ah, what, oh, whatever, <laughs> just whatever. And then we hit the Rolling Stone, and they went, oh my gosh, right? What, what just happened? Right. <laughs> and and for them. Um, I'm not. I'm not exactly sure they knew what to do next. Um, really? Well, I. You know. Although I'll tell you, we toured. We went. We talked to. We. We were on radio shows. We toured. I thought we did. We were in publications. It was um, after Relativity was done. We. Um, uh, one of the one of the uh, Relativity staff persons sent us all the articles that they had clipped from the clipping service and had right. all of our reviews had all of you know reviews of our live shows reviews of the record and it just it goes on and on and and I, so i feel like we really had i think some critical acclaim um yeah. i think i think at that time if you had seen us live um i think we put Which on I a did many times well, I think I think that we put on a, a you know a strong to really you know a really good show. By that time, you know John, Ron, and I were 
very right. familiar with each other. We were familiar with our music. We were we were pretty we were very powerful, I felt. Yes. Well, you know, and you had the lighting and it was just you had the white t shirts and the lighting and you did it so beautifully. It was so yeah. wonderful to see you guys. And we did Dave, I'm a, I've invited um a special guest here. His name is John Taylor. He's okay, well Hey, he John. Yeah, he's come down from uh, down uh, upstairs. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I'm, bar here, barging, in, barging in on oh. this interview. <laughs> oh, typical. So, so anyway, just tell me what it was like to be on Relativity and things were getting bigger for you. You were just such a great band. I want to hear about it. It, it was a weird... We had a, a weird thing, you know. We, like Heidi said, we had booked ourselves, and it, it, it as bands know, it's a back then, especially, it's a frustrating and uh, extremely painful process to book a band. <laughs> yes. And so, you know, you'd you had to send out a packet, you know, your a tape, right, a cassette or a CD, right, and then your press press kit that you basically invented out of nothing, and right. send it. To, you know, you, you know, we'll send it to like Gabe's Oasis, you know, a place that right. like Jillian bands have played. And then, you know, and then it took like five or 10 phone calls just to figure out when, I mean, Dave Roberson was going to be there. So here we are 20 years later, and I can tell you the name of the guy that booked a bar in the right. middle of Iowa. Yes. I had to call call these guys over and over again. And so right. uh, the point I'm trying to make is that we really wanted part of why we just did the relativity thing was that was going to, we heard booking agents tell us, well, you can't, we're not going to sign you unless you get signed. And so right. it wasn't so much, we didn't look at it as a way to get famous or sell maybe a, a lot of records. It was, Oh, we could get a right. booking agent. And that, and then that is, was the amazing part. That's what we were really thrilled with. We, we had really great pals at relativity, the gentleman that, saw us at CBGB's at three in the morning that ended up signing us, you know, was from Columbia. And, right. and so just a Midwestern dude. And so we were all on the same page. And then with the, when we got the booking agent, then we were going all over the country. So we were playing Toronto, you know, to places in Florida and then we, every major city. And that was a big deal to us. And it was, we didn't even care whether we were touring with bands or by ourselves. And so early on, you have, you're ending up, you're by, you're by yourself. And, right. uh, you know, we were, but we would, I, this is so funny. I'm just, I just listened to this band last night. I was, I wanted to remind myself about the dam builders, you know, so we would get put on. Yes. Tour I love them. Yeah. There's these bands so that were a few rungs up from us. They were assigned. Right. Maybe they had, a semi hit or something. So we, we got to play with the dam builders or right. mommy and uh, overwhelming color fast. who were on relativity and they, oh, yeah, they, totally. And so, you know, that, that's how you did it. And really that's about as far as we got, you know, we just played, you know, played, played shows and, and all, all over the country. And, you know, for us, that was kind of making it. Oh so, yeah. I, well, totally. And I think now, it's, it's a fun thing to think about, you know, that moment when we're on Relativity and, you know, we hit the Rolling Stone um, and, you know, on on our page, there's probably about six, six or uh, seven different bands 
Um, right. Green Day is uh, at the top. Yeah, whatever happened okay. to them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, whatever happened. Uh, like it's Dave Matthews band, Green Day. It's like every other band on the page, like hit. <laughs> but we did not. It was it was interesting. We had a great photo though. So, oh, beautiful yes, photo. Definitely. By a photo. So I don't I don't know. I think that I think um, I know because I, I I try to think about this. I think that um, it's very possible that uh, you know the female my voice and my style of singing. Um, I'm not sure people were really ready for that. I, I don't well, know. I don't know, but what I have to say is with all the years I've gone to concerts and every band I've seen, all the concerts and everything else, you guys were the best live band I've ever seen. Wow. I'm not I sure how that. we I don't know how we did that for you, but <laughs> what an amazing thing. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, we we would be the first to say we were not, we were not the best live band we saw because we had so many you know we we thought we were hot stuff a little bit because band part of being in a band is that you have to be a fan of your band and have a big head right but then you roll into town and you get put on the bill with a band like Poster Children and which were great love them They're yeah on Saturday just, that was part of one of the best things was going playing shows and going to shows and getting blown away. So you see oh, over yeah. there in Fast, you see poster children, you see this, you know, this little outfit called Jesus Lizard, you know, and, right. and, sure. and this little group from New York, Sonic Youth. And then you'd see these bands and your mind would just get blown up. And I was, and I, again, we're, I, I was just watching a video because I, I wanted to remember, uh, there's this band we played with one time in New York City that I've never forgotten of this band called Scarce. Okay. And they were, and they were just like us. I, uh, you know, inappropriately loud three-piece. And they have a great... <laughs> you got to look, look them up. Look at, uh, what's their name? Joyce Raskin was the bass player in that group. And she wrote a... Uh, I don't, I don't want to give away the highlight. She wrote a book about what happened to that band. Okay. And they an extraordinary uh situation and you know i don't know we just ran into so many bands and you really had to you had to play hard i mean you had right to, you had to rock because so many bands you know the people that you know why drive eight hours and then put on a limp show right right so <laughs> you really had to you had to step it up <laughs> right and you know i guess that i also so remember you know, you were such a force on stage too. I mean, you were just a, you were the most punk rock guy in any of those bands. I think, you know, that's part of the, part of the fun of being in the band is that we were, you know, two, two or three of us were the smallest people in the club. And it was just really fun to, you know, right. we didn't, we, you know, we didn't really have this big personality off stage. We're just, you know, right. kids from Nebraska, right? And so, it was just fun to go on stage, and then you know, that's the other, the other side of you is you, all you put, you need the people to know how much hard work you'd put into the songs. Oh you yeah, needed, you needed people to know how proud you were. Right. And I, think, I think for me, you know, um, because uh, back back in the back in the day, and even today, 
you know, I would, <laughs> yes. I would spend, you would spend a week on the road and you might be the only woman on stage all night, all right. week. If, you know, it might be a long time before you, before you saw or played with another band that had a woman in it. And right. so I would stand there and I would, I would encourage people to start a band because I think I yeah. saw I saw Thurston Moore do that, and I thought, well, that's cool. I'm going to tell people to right. be in bands because that's fun. But then I also, I really encouraged women. I said, you know, this isn't that hard. Don't be fooled. Yeah. Just, exactly. just, just play. Just play music and don't think. Don't think too hard and just do it. Until, right. <laughs> it really felt, I felt like, you know, some days, um, you know, you, you, you know, I would talk to young women and I, and they would say, wow, I, I now, you know, and even, even later, like people would come up and they would say, I started a band and I, because I saw you, right. you were, and, and yes. I, I did this because I, you know, because of that. It's not the only reason people start music, you know, because they just see one person do it. But sometimes, right. sometimes that's, that is part of your equation. You just can't help it. When you see it, you're like, wow, that's what I want to do. And so I, I felt like, I felt like I needed to, I needed to, uh, you know, be the woman on the stage you were going to see this week. But I also wanted you to forget that what you were, what you were seeing, that you were seeing a band and you were seeing, right. you know, something, it wasn't just me and, and just saying, I'm just, I am, this is all I am. It's like, oh no, that's a part of this story, but that's not the whole story. And then, right. I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to lay it here on the stage. I'm just going to, you know, take you apart. That's, that's fine. Yeah, because you guys were so good. And then let's not forget that there was also Barb Schell, you know, oh, in the great, in the great punk rock Midwestern girl oh, no. bass players. Yep, absolutely, <laughs> Barb. Um, absolutely. And Rose. And Rose. Yes. Absolutely. And it was, and, and I remember, I remember playing with both of those bands and I didn't mean to, right. to not say household art sizes because of course, right. Barb, Barb is amazing. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And, then, and, and that know, was really fun. That was fun because then, you know, they were, they were in bands. I was in a band. They were married. I was married. It was kind of fun. Right. Yes. And also, John could repair his own equipment, too. That was a good thing. <laughs> he broke it. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that worked out pretty good. I mean, that, that, uh, I, again, we were, if you, when we look back, that was, that was about uh, as the best possible band job to have is to right, you know, work on instruments at a music store. And so that's really. Oh, yeah you know, that's where I learned how to do all that. And then eventually, you know, built instruments for ourselves that kind of, right. you know, we simplified things with no knobs because we knew, you know, it would be no fun to be 12 hours from home and then having it have, you know, have a $2.50 part spoil a show. Right. You know? So that we were, I was pretty fortunate to have, you know, to have that experience. And I mean, that, and that, you know, I don't know if you've covered this or or not, but that was kind of a uh, a unique thing in, in that we kept we worked at full time whenever we weren't doing the band, and that's kind of unusual. Yeah. All of our buddies or most people, right? All right, you know, typically 
you know, the way it is now, if you're in a band, then you're a bartender, you know? Right. And yes. that, that was the go-to. And we were pretty fortunate that we didn't have to do that. And there, I don't think we would have been that great at it, but you know, that's kind of a weird thing though, to keep you, you know, that gave us a, a different perspective. You know, it wasn't, yeah. we, you know, we would come home and, you know, and, and, and work and just to have a regular life and be in between band things. Pretty comfortable. We, uh, the band, right. the band was comfortable. It had, you know, captain seats. We took naps, you know, we, it, yes. we, we had a pretty comfortable situation we really didn't buy into cool. you know there that rock lifestyle i mean we again we were we were fortunate we got to see we got to see enough of it out on the road that we knew what we right. didn't want to do and and the again the job having just like a day job was was a weird thing it was very hard hard to do i all of our buddies were in bands and you know we certainly knew you know, men and women in bands that it, it was a struggle to find an employer that would put up with you being gone for weeks, right. weeks at a time. And, that was, and, you know, yeah, I look back now and I say, well, we, we were really lucky because it's still, like, that, <laughs> that's a big deal. And it's still a struggle. We talk to bands all the time and man, it's tough. And so are you playing now? Any more music for you? Yeah, I mean, we do, we're doing, we, Heidi and I still play. I, you know, if you have all of the equipment and you know how to write songs, you might as well use it. So, yes. you know, we, you know, we, we'll, we'll play Lincoln, Omaha. I think we, you know, Iowa was a while back, but we, we, it's, it's pretty, it's much easier to record now. And so, you know, the band that we have now right. called Domestica and it's, uh, Right. Uh, with our friend Paul Tisdale, who, you know, this is another lucky thing about Nebraska. You know, we happen to have a fairly legendary drummer living down the street. Paul Tisdale was a drummer That's for a awesome. band called Sideshow. And, right. and this guy, and it's, it's, it's great. The, you know, the stuff we're doing now is still, you know, basically punk rock. Would you call it stuff. loud? Right. Yeah. yeah. Inappropriately loud. Yeah, it's super. It's, it's super loud. <laughs> yeah, loud. That's good. It is not acoustic, and we haven't strayed too far from our. <laughs> well, good. Yeah. That's good. There's a know. lot of clubs, and there's lots of opportunities to play, and so it's. Yeah. Uh, before before it's all fun. before the COVID all happened, we were still being asked to play. <laughs> yeah, we were opening shows. Yeah. So might as well. Well, you know, that's why I wanted to have you on the podcast, and I'm so happy to talk to you. And I've got to ask one more thing, John. Tell me about your love of hockey. <laughs> I don't. I, you know, I, I'm a kid. <laughs> I'm a kid from the uh, from the '70s, and you know, we would and hockey was a kind of a big thing in Omaha. I never, I never, I was right. I just knew I had buddies that played little league hockey and I didn't do it, but I would meet up with them on ponds and you, it's just, right. you know, it's just something it's, you know, when, when the rest of life isn't dangerous enough, you go out and look for, look for trouble. And so hockey is great. Right. <laughs> you know, what, what's, what, what can go wrong with razor sharp blades and speed of ice and then a rock hard puck. And so I think a pretty typical, <laughs> typical, boy thing to do and it's just something that i still do you know and we play i 
we it's called beer league now when you're in your 50s you, know, you, right. play, you play in a thing called <laughs> yes. beer league and it's it's co-ed so men and women on the team and it it's it's a it's, it's just small. a great sport it's just super small fun motion. if there i mean if rock and roll hat has an equivalent sporting event you know playing hockey is certainly that thing <laughs> well definitely it's been <laughs> so fun to talk to you and you know, just thank you for coming on the podcast. Ooh. Appreciate it. DaleWileyShow.com.